0: Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Sales with Brendan McAdams and Andy Black. Today, we're chatting about quitting jobs or consulting contracts properly. In particular, quitting jobs to get another job, how it's a small world, and things to consider before quitting a job to start your own thing. If you find this episode useful, then please share with someone it can help. The URL is letschatsales.com. You wanted to talk about when to quit your job and how to do it.
1: There are two different applications, at least, and one is you're leaving one job in order to go to another one or you're leaving a job in order to go off on your own and your side gig is turning into your main gig or what have you and i think the whole notion of quitting your job requires some thought and there's some things you can do right and there's some things you can do wrong
0: is there anything you've done wrong
1: oh yeah certainly <laughs> when i was younger i not lately I'm, as as i get older and ostensibly wiser i've made fewer mistakes like this but one of my first jobs i was really frustrated with my boss and comp plan. I really got kind of manipulated and it became kind of personal. And I quit to go somewhere else. And in the process, I had an exit interview with HR and I kind of explained the shortcomings of this guy and the frustrations I had with him. And it was stupid to do that. And my first tip to anyone is HR is not typically your friend especially on your way out the door and exit interviews are generally pointless. So put on your big boy, big girl pants and just sort of suck it up and be completely professional and non-emotional and just do whatever you can to make the transition as smooth and, and seamless as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah i think they'd appreciate that anyway <laughs> i remember from my scottish grandma who passed it on to my dad who passed it on to me if you've got nothing nice to say say nothing right. especially in the heat of the moment maybe go away and think of something
1: in my naive way i thought i was being helpful right. to them hey i thought you should know about this they said su- they, they subsequently fired the guy but it took right. a long time okay. and and they didn't do it because of my advice but yeah but then it was a lot of water yeah. under the bridge
0: I've left loads of positions. I was an IT contractor. So these would last yeah. three months, six months, whatever. I did yeah. that for 10 years. So that's a lot of contracts I went through. And then jobs before that, i try and do it in the best way possible because in like 10 years time, I'm still connected with them. And some yeah. of them, they've literally moved on from the role they were in to another yes. company. And then they hire you in there.
1: It's such a small world. I work in enterprise software and as big as that is it's a small world and and it, it just pays to get along and some people learn that lesson way before i did it took me a, a little while it wasn't long after that that i kind of figured out oh, yeah. that was a bad move
0: but, well i think some people never learn so well done there
1: <laughs> yeah first of all the takeaway is hr is not your friend typically certainly not on the way out the door exit interviews are essentially innocuous and pointless and just get through it as quickly and as quietly as you can the other thing i would say is Be as professional and as prepared and as helpful as you can on the way out in terms of having stuff ready to transition over to someone else and have your customers teed up for someone else. Those things are good. And then make sure that you're collecting those, those examples of the work that you did there. They're effectively references and case studies on your performance. So if you've got particular deals that you close that are particularly impressive, I have a lot of moving parts. Make sure you've got documentation. You have a way to explain to someone and have evidence of the contribution you made while you were there.
0: Yeah. Especially if that evidence contains some sort of numbers. You can point yes, out some numbers. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Deal was X amount of dollars. It, uh, there were all these people were involved at this level. Uh, the return on investment was this. This is how long the, the sales cycle was. These are all the steps I took to close it. Those sorts of things. Those little stories are going to come in handy in an interview down the road and in various other ways
0: yeah yeah i even had the same as an it guy where i went to c- talking money i might yeah. say i've tuned some you know sql queries uh, from two hours down to nine seconds or something like that and i invariably got brought up in an interview like oh how did you do that and i would say, yeah. well i did x y and z but actually i should have gone up to zero because that was a query i should never have run in the first place <laughs> which they like <laughs> they like to hear that as well
1: the other thing i would say is that because it's a small world these people may be your customer down the road if you're leaving to go work for someone or to go work for yourself there's a likelihood that they might ultimately be your customer down the road so you want to leave on the right terms to your point earlier you don't know who's going to go where where they're going to end up and i've de- i've been hired subsequently by people who were my customers before and to very large projects in fact and so you just never know and so it just pays to transition out in as professional way as you can yeah. because ultimately they could be your customer and in fact as you transition out and say hey I'm I'm going to start my own thing you may be able to turn around and turn that employer into a consulting gig temporary or long term I've been rehired by f- former companies twice
0: I've had clients leave and then come back sometimes I cut the cord with clients but I do it in such a way that I'm explaining how this isn't quite working for me. Like, oh, I don't want to do e-commerce. I'm going down the lead generation route. I've tried to find you somebody I can hand you over to them. So that's me quitting with them. And then another client where it's just not a good fit. The communication isn't working. And I'd rather lose the client than lose a team member who's getting very frustrated. I'll do it in such a way that I'm trying to help them. I just want them to walk away not feeling uh, bad about it so I might right. say something like you know this isn't working for you maybe we, we could help you find someone who specializes in this particular industry and if you do I'd be happy to have a chat in the future at any point to just hand over what we've done what we've tried etc so th- there's a good taste in their mouth
1: yeah and if you do those sorts of things in that transition away you're actually doing yourself a favor because if you can do whatever you can to ensure that that customer transition or that opportunity, gets handled well, you're doing whatever you can to make yourself be viewed down the road in in the best possible light. And again, that will come back and pay dividends. The right people will remember the effort that you put in as you were making that transition. People can easily just give their two weeks, drop everything, and good riddance. But people remember that. And people remember the converse when you've got all your files in place, you help transition over. I find that I often get phone calls from end user customers of my former clients. And they'll call me and say, hey, Brennan, we need a consultant or we need something. And I act like I'm still employed there. Say, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, and then I say, I can't handle this right now, but I'll get someone to follow up for you. And then I'll route that back to my former consulting client and then let them take it over. And it's goodwill. It's karma. Yeah, brilliant. And that, I like that. That pays dividends. You don't always know where and when, but they do. Yeah, yeah,
0: brilliant. So what's your thoughts on somebody quitting a job to start up a business? Should they have revenue in that yeah. in that business? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're, both our definition is if they haven't got revenue, it's not a business, it's a hobby, but.
1: Right, if you can have a side gig before you quit and it's acceptable to your current employer or it's not in a conflict with your current employer, let's do all the right things. But if you can have momentum and what is it you say you can't steer a parked car, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, you have to have momentum, you have to have some level of velocity, it really, is to your great advantage. So, yeah, I would not recommend someone quit a job to go start doing their own thing without some momentum and revenue and so forth, unless you're in a really toxic environment. In that
0: case, getting a, another job or whatever. You need to do to pay your bills. Yeah, you just got to stay in it long enough to win it. So I always used to say I'd flip burgers if it paid the 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 bills. Yeah, just so I could keep working away on the thing I'm working away on. Like burgers wouldn't be be able to pay my bills. But actually, on on that note, at one point I was an IT contractor. I was invoicing businesses maybe 10k a month, and I switched from being an IT contractor to being a Google Ads freelancer. But I didn't go right. I need to get my Google Ads kind of revenue. From, from clients up to 10k to replace yeah you know the it stuff i just have to get it up to a point where it it's um covering my bills so a lot of people they think well i'm earning whatever it is 2k 5k whatever it is from their salary i need to build up of side gig to that amount before i quit but often you could quit earlier if you look at what your actual monthly expenses are your monthly expenses hopefully aren't, don't exceed the salary right you know? so if your right. monthly expenses are 1k and your salary is 3k yeah. You don't have to get to 3K with your side gig before you quit. You just have to get to 1K. Obviously, there's other maths involved. You might have a bit of runway, but it's savings. Or you've got responsibilities. You're going to build up three months worth of savings first, or you do build up your revenue to the point where it's stable and it's X amount. But I think it's a good exercise to work out what that number is and possibly have a date, your freedom date. You put a date in your calendar with your current runway you and your yeah. revenue going up. And uh, yeah, this yeah. is a date I'm going to quit my job. And then you kind of work for it.
1: Yeah, they call that ramen profit. Right. When you can live on ramen and be profitable, then you're... My wife
0: would want to live on ramen. And
1: yeah, the tropical MBA guys call it living broke or something. And this is a philosophy that I've always kind of bought into. And that is, is if if you're going to go off and do something on your own, or freelance or whatever your startup thing is, man, if you can live broke, that's so important. If you can get your expenses down to where... This is a topic for another day, but if you can get your expenses down, then that makes life so much easier as you ramp up because you get to that ramen profitable you get to where you're exceeding your monthly nut man the the sky's the limit after that i think there's
0: a um, concept um calling it 1x what is your 1x yeah what do you have to get to to cover all your monthly expenses and then if you can get to 2x i think it was somebody in that forum talked about this i can't remember his name But if you can get to 2x, if you are literally earning twice what you need to live off, the stress is all going to disappear off you. You're going to be 1.5x. But your goal is 1x with your business. Not necessarily before you quit. Like I was the IT contractor. I saw that Google Ads potentially was going to allow me to help local businesses rather than just big enterprise companies and be able to work from home and all these other benefits. I decided I wasn't going to take another contract when I'm finished. Oh, I I was about two months out from getting married. I remember to tell my wife and she started crying. (laughs) She was like, oh no, what are you going to do? But I was supremely confident that if it didn't get where I needed it to go, because I had a little bit of in the war chest, then I could just go and get another contract because I was very, very good at getting contracts. That's what I've been doing for 10 years. So I was happy to go off a little bit of savings and make a go of it. And it didn't progress as fast as I had hoped. So I just went and got a job in that industry just to reskill. The job would keep everything running. It was way less than I was used to earning, but I I kind of backed myself.
1: Yeah. Those are kind of my thoughts on this topic. The big thing is have runway, have something in place. Yeah. All right then, Brendan. Very good, Andy. Nice talking to you.
0: We hope you found that useful. If you did, then please share with someone that can help. And don't forget to check out letschatsales.com for other episodes and to sign up to our newsletter.